Good morning. Grateful to, again, have an opportunity to be in the Word today. Uh, I said this last week, and I should say it every week, uh, the Word is our uh, only true source of power, our only true source of truth. Um, It declares for us uh, what is true um, about us and about our world, and so we want to rely on the Word. So today, uh, my one thing that I want you to walk away from, and it will give you an indication of where I'm going to be text-wise, if you're familiar with it, is we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us, which is almost a direct quote from Romans 8, 37. Uh, which we're going to be uh, in Romans uh, 8, 31 through 39 primarily uh, and see what uh, the Word is going to tell us today. And so last week is a good jumping off point into today because if we get um, last week wrong, which was faith first and life flows from that, if we get that incorrect and we spend our time, effort, and energy trying to please God, trying to make God love me, we're going to miss all of this. And if we get the faith first idea, this is our truth. And our truth is not based on us, which we will also see in Romans eight thirty-seven. It is through his love. And um, when we live in that place, uh, there's victory. I, I truly believe that's really our only place of sustainable victory that we can walk in. Uh, love motivates lots of people. Love of country motivates or has motivated about 1.4 million soldiers to serve at personal risk and a high cost of life and limb. For the love of family and children, we will sacrifice almost everything. If you've spent much time in and around your family, you will see the cost of children is just not the cost of what comes out of your bank account um, for their needs and wants and desires. Um, It is something in our love for them, we will sacrifice almost anything. I would, and now that I have an 18-year-old daughter uh, and an 11-year-old daughter, um, I will go to jail for my children because I love them. And anything that uh, comes against my children... Just how it is. That that's that love love motivates us, and there's a freedom in my wife and in my children in their understanding of my imperfect love, of the peace that they get to know. Because in spite of um, my frustration with my children, they know that ultimately I have their back. And out of that, it motivates them to live in a place of peace. And that's what we're going to be today. Today, we will see how strong God's love is for us when we trust it and live in it. We are literally more than conquerors. And don't worry, you don't just have to take my word for it. We're going to um, see literally what the word has to say about it. So let's pray. Uh, Jesus, we are unable to be conquerors without you. 
We are unable to be free from the things that are warring against us without you. But with you, there is freedom. With you, there is victory. And with you, there is peace. So Lord, I pray that today our hearts would be broken by the amount and the magnitude of your love for your children. And I pray that we wouldn't see it as something for others, but that we would see it for something that is offered to us. Lord, we pray today in Jesus' name. Amen. So remember last week, and I mentioned already, that the big part of all of this, and we're going to talk about being an overcomer, being a conqueror, um, that it is through. Where you put your faith and where your victory comes from is the pivotal point. If you get that through part wrong, uh, you will strive to get yourself your own freedom. And when we strive to get our own freedom, most of the time we end up hurting ourselves and others. And so this week we're jumping out. We saw the beginning of um, Romans 5 last week. And so let me, let me give you a little transition of what happened in between, just shortly so you understand where, where he's building on. So in Romans 6, uh, Paul has this section called uh, Dead to Sin and Alive with Christ, which is the reality of our lives. We are dead to sin, but alive in Christ. Romans 7, we see this, uh, the law of sin which is something we all deal with and something which I love Romans 7 for nothing else. And I will argue to the day I don't have breath in my lungs that this was not a pre-saved Paul, but it is a Paul um, that is living in the world. And he has this very interesting dialogue. (laughs) And one of the sentences that he says in in Romans 7 is, I don't understand my own actions. Can anyone, can I get an amen? I mean, that, that's the reality. And Paul, Paul says, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I don't want to do, I find myself doing. Oh, wretched man that I am, who can save me from this body of sin? Paul. And why I argue that it's after, because a lot of people want to go, well, this is before he was saved. I don't think so. I think this was after Paul's fall from the horse and acceptance of Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior, that even in that, there is a struggle. Because everyone in this room can identify with that struggle. At the end of an argument, you didn't intend, like I've been married for 22 years, there's lots of arguments that I've been into that I'm like, that's not what I intended, that's not where I wanted to go, that was not like, I I remember driving home going, today is going to be one of those awesome, amazing days, we're going to like get in the Word at the family and we're going to pray, and one little thing happens and I'm like, nope, I'm not doing any of that. But, you know, the thing in my heart was like, I wanted that, but there's this inner war. And he says at the end of seven, it's like, who can save me from this tension? And it it says at the end of seven, but thanks be to God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Romans 8 starts, and I say this every time, I love Romans 8. Romans 8, 1 should be in your repertoire of memorized verses. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If you're in Christ Jesus, there's no condemnation, which he's going to clarify in the rest. And, and, and Roman 8 spells out 
so much of what's going on that that you not only um, ha- not only clearly how Jesus does this work for us. That's what the beginning of Romans eight is, and it goes into this. Not only that, but we are heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ, which is amazing, especially as we know from the text that is not because of our goodness. It is not because of our works. It's because of what Jesus did for us. He gets us in this position of being co-heirs with Christ. And all this is leading to what I'm going to talk to today, but I think sometimes when we look at the Word, we think the Word, and don't take this wrong, because this can be taken wrong, the truth of the Word is for everyone. It is, but the promises aren't for everyone, which we're going to clearly see Like, we can't blanket say they can be anyone's, but they work out for those who are. And I'm going to start with Romans 8, 28, because I think it clarifies where this victory comes from that we're going to talk about. Romans 8, 28, which is also another verse that I recommend that you memorize. uh, It says, we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good for those who are called according to His purpose. We, being faith-filled followers of Jesus, can understand that in the middle of everything, it is working itself out to our good. Period. But there's, there's a clause in there. It, who does it work out good for? It works out good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. That's a disclaimer. Those who are His children, this is His promise. So you, regardless of your struggle and angst today, if you're a child of God, that promise is that it's, you know, that if you want to really shorten Romans 8, 28, which don't quote this to anybody, it's all good. We don't want to leave out the through part. But it's all good. And that's everything. The great thing about this word all, it means all. Not just like when it feels like it's going to work out, but all. And so this gets us into this next section of Romans eight thirty-one through 39. And it's titled, God's Everlasting Love. In verse 31... It says, what then shall we say to these things? And that's the list of everything that he's just led us through, that Christ is the, the, uh, the, sacri- the atoning sacrifice for us, that we become co-heirs with him. What shall we say about these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? I mean, really, we could probably leave with Romans 8, uh, 8.28 and 8.31. And if you, if you grabbed onto the reality that literally things are working for the children of God. It's working out to our good and His glory. And that if God is for you, who can be against you? And I don't mean in a false theology of like, if God's for you, you get everything you want, okay? So don't let your brain suck in this health, wealth, and prosperity gospel because that's not the reality. But in that, and I think he's going to explain it pretty clearly. So if God is for us, who can be against us? 32, it says, He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all. How will he not also with him graciously give us all things? 
Who shall bring charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. So who's going to bring a charge? We just saw earlier there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. And he's saying, who shall bring a a charge? Because it's God who justifies. Who is to condemn? If God justifies, who is to condemn? Jesus Christ is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. I said this in the, I love video recording now, partly because it forces me to think through what I said already. But I love our intercessor team. I love that you can fill out a card and know that people will be praying for you this week. And we will never stop doing that. But look at this right here. Who is at the right hand of God who intercedes for us? I mean, our prayer team is awesome. But Jesus interceding for you is even better. Right now, talking about all the things we're going to talk about, he's on point. He's not asleep at the wheel that, like, why have you done these? And we're going to, we're going to look at, he quotes Psalms 44, and what you're going to get that the video didn't get is I'm going to read the whole section that that quote comes out to bring some understanding to why he did it. In 35, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine and famine or nakedness or danger or the sword? Piper, in his um, discussion of this, he, he, he amplified each of these words. Tribulation or pressure or trouble. Distress, any difficulty or crisis. Persecution, any opposition or ridicule, famine, any suffering or scarcity, nakedness, any assault or shame, peril, or any danger or threat, sword, any injury or violence or death. There's, there's not much, I, I don't think there's really anything else that can happen to you outside of the list. And this is why that list is there. And then in verse 36, it says, as it is written, for your sake we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to the slaughter. This is Psalms 44. You're like, for the longest time. And, you know, it's just one of those verses you kind of skim through as you're reading this section um, without. And it was interesting going through the preparation for um, this week. Looking, I read another guy who wrote an article. He's like, for the, I've preached on this section of Romans I don't know how many times. And I kind of skim through this. And he's like, the interesting reality is that in spite of this, which I'm going to read a larger section. It's not going to be on the screen because I literally just decided this before I came up here. But in the section that this came out of in Psalms, it's like he starts out the whole psalm going, you've rescued, you've done this, you've done this. And then 44 is kind of, I mean, the, this section of 44 is kind of this desperation, like we've not done anything and these things are still happening. So let me read it. And so all this has come upon us. Though we have not forgotten you and we have not been false to your covenant, our heart has not turned back nor have our steps departed from your way. Yet you have broken us in the place of jackals and covered us with the shadow of death. 
If we had forgotten the name of our God or spread out our hands to a foreign God, would not God discover this? And here's the quote. Yet, for your sake, we are killed all day long. We are separate. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. Awake. Why are you sleeping, O God? Rouse yourself. Do not reject us forever. Why do you hide your face? Why do you forget your, our affliction and oppression? For our soul is bowed down to the dust. Our belly clings to the ground. Rise up. Come to our help. Redeem us for the sake of your steadfast love. And the reality of that text and the why that text is there is to point out that even in that, his love is not separated from you. Even when you feel like when you're, it's bad when your belly clings to the ground, you are the dust. And he's saying, even when you feel that way, and this is what Romans is telling us, even at that level of despair, my love is not separated from you. From you, And then he says the verse that I um, like. It's been one of my life verses for about as long as I can remember as I've been a follower of Jesus. Because I don't feel it. I'm just going to tell you, like, there's lots of days I don't feel like a conqueror, even though it says. So right following verse 40, I mean, the quote of um, Psalms 44, he says, no, in all these things. The tribulation, the distress, the persecution, the famine, the nakedness, the danger, the sword, and being at utter despair, know in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him who loves us. And it just said nothing can, be, nothing can separate us from that love. We're more than conquerors. We prevail completely through His love. Verse 38, it says, For I am confident that neither death, nor life, nor angels, or rulers, nor things present, or things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation is able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Even in death, physical, here. The, the, the truth is, and we, we don't like this because... Most of us in this room, we want to continue to live, right? But the beauty of this, even in our death, there is victory. We get to enter into the presence of the living God. We get to be separated from this body of sin. And we, we want to be like Paul, like to, to die is game, but to live is Christ. You have breath in your lungs. God has you here and he wants you to be more than a conqueror because in your overcoming, there's freedom for others. And why do I say that? Because what you've seen God free you from, you can help others do the same thing. Because you won't tell them, like, do A, B, and C like I did. You'll say, through the love of Christ, there's freedom. And you get to stand with people in this another quote from piper says not only can we not be separated from the love that christ has for us 
But that love is so powerful for us at all times that it turns every circumstance into triumph. In all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through Him who loved us. All things. Just like Megan said earlier, I'm not a prophet. I don't see our world getting better anytime soon. Not projecting chaos upon our world, but the likelihood in our lifetime that things will get worse is probably pretty high. And even in that, God gives us victory. Even in the crisis. And see, this is where we get to cling to His promise. That in spite of our inability, like Psalms 44, to see what He's actually doing, we can declare, because the Word has proclaimed it, that we are more than conquerors. So more than conquerors, where? I don't know where your war is. I do know you're having one. It may be a small skirmish. It may be a full-on battle. It may be World War III. But I'm here to declare to you as the pastor reached community church that you as a child of God, if you operate in this reality that by faith and faith alone you are redeemed, a child of God, this promise is for you. And so what I'd like for you to grab is that wherever your war is, Stop trying to overcome it by your goodness and your works. I'm not saying don't work. I'm not saying don't be good. But start at the place of God. Through you, there's victory. Maybe God wants you to be more than a conqueror in your relationship. Maybe your marriage is struggling and and you just don't know where to go and you're kind of like, I'm just at my wit's end more than a conqueror. Maybe it is a sin struggle in your life. Maybe it is alcohol. Maybe it is um, a feeling of defeat. Maybe it is depression. Whatever your thing is through Christ, you are more than a conqueror. You have to fight to get there, in my opinion. Because our, or at least in my world, my rally cry internally is usually defeat. <laughs> oh, I don't know if I can get... I mean, you know, I, I can turn into an Eeyore in like a nanosecond. The world is, you know, the sky is falling. But you have to fight to get to that place that this is your reality. Maybe over and over again, maybe you, you get text and scripture and you say, this is, I'm going to declare it until I can walk in it and live in it and exist here. Maybe you have to get some of these texts that declare who you are, the victory that God has promised you, until you can see it. Because we have to fight to get there. And then, here's the crazy thing is, it's just not crossing a line. You have to fight to live there. Because even after you... I mean, I've seen so many people, you cross that line of victory, and then you kind of like, ah, oh, I made it. 
If you ever, um, for those in here, just to give a, a non-spiritual side, for those that have ever dieted, and you have this magic number that if I get to X, I'll be great. And then you fight to get there, and you pass that magic number, whatever yours is, mine is 200, and I'm not seeing that in my eons. I'm close to it. But you fight to get there, and as soon as you get there, it's like, yeah, I made it! And then you go back to eating cake and pie, and you get back to where you were. That is what I'm talking about. Like, you've got to fight to get to that place, and then you have to fight to stay there. And, and the, the great reality is, is that God has put us around people. God has made us a church and a people that are united together behind a single purpose to encourage one another daily. We need it. I'm going to get our worship team to come back up. And I'm going to read a prayer uh, that Paul wrote in Ephesians 3 as a declaration. This is a, these, are, these are Paul's words as he's praying for the church. He's praying for them, that they would be strengthened. Because I could potentially spell out some things. Like if you do step one, two, and three, things will get a little better. But the reality is, is it's got to start from that place that even when I slip and fall, even when I fail momentarily, His love is not separated. If a sword and death cannot separate you from His love, one stupid mistake isn't either. Verse 14 in Ephesians 3 says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of His glory He may grant you to be strengthened with power through His Spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth, and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled with all fullness of God. Where is your struggle? Ignoring it? Claiming defeat? Will not get you victory. But declaring your new strategy of God through you, through His sacrifice, I'll have freedom. And, and invite people into it. Invite people, like this is where I'm, you know, find a safe person, but this is, this is my battle that I'm in. And I'm going to start walking in, living, fighting to get to that place where I can experience the freedom that He wants for me, but I need your help. We need each other. More than ever, our country is, in my lifetime, probably the most isolated it's ever been personally. As easily connected as we are online and, and chat and text and video chat and all that, 
We are physically, more so than probably ever, isolated from other people. And this is a season that we need to find out how we can still draw our strength, of course, from the source, but encourage each other as the day is still here to follow, to trust, and believe. Because this, this is his truth for you. You are more than a conqueror. If you're his child, and here's the beauty, if you're not his child, it is fixed through faith in the sacrifice of Jesus. Jesus came and did what you cannot do, could never do, will never do. He became our sacrifice, and our faith and trusting in his resurrection is where our life comes from. It's where our victory is. Declare that. And so what I'm going to do, I'm going to pray for us. We're going to sing. But I encourage you to find somebody and say, this is, this is where my battle is. The song we did, like, this is how I fight my battles. Like, tell, this is how I'm going to fight this battle is through the love that cannot, will not be separated from his children. Let's pray. Dearly Father, it is by your grace and mercy that we choose to live in, exist in, and thrive in your love for us. So as your children, we believe your truth over our feelings, your truth over what the world is telling us. And your truth is that we, in you, are more than conquerors. Nothing can separate us from your love. Lord, if you are for us, who can be against us? If you justified us, who can condemn us? And Lord, if there are entities inside or outside of us that are declaring the opposite, Lord, we stand on your word and your truth. And until you show us the victory, we will declare we are heading towards it. Lord, soften our heart to you. Let your love for us motivate us, not only to reciprocate that love back to you, but to show love for others. Lord, thank you for this victory that we have in and through your word. Help us live in it. Fight to get there. Fight to stay.